Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Dave Kruger. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And improving my life today, Mr. Dave Kruger, you're sitting in for Jonah. And welcome back again. Welcome you you to Radio Rotary. Always lovely to be here with Sarah. Yes, we really um, have a good time here. And uh, true story, true disclosure, you're married to our producer, Kathy Kruger. But don't hold that against me. And you're also a Rotarian yourself with the Pleasant Valley Club. Proud Rotarian of the small but mighty Pleasant Valley Club. There you go. And today, Dave and I will be speaking with Michael Christofides about radon concerns in your home, but not until after these important messages. So stay Stay tuned. Yes, ma'am. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to our loyal listeners to this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined by our good friend and fellow Rotarian, Dave Kruger. Hello, Sarah. And he is sitting in for Jonah, because I'm not really sure where Jonah is. <laughs> just know that he's not here. Been spirited away again. I, he's Happy supposed to, to report into me, however, just f- as an FYI. I need to approve all his whereabouts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, Turn on I'm, his GPS. I'm only the work wife. I'm not the real wife. So. So um, you're helping us out today. Glad to be here. And today we're speaking with Michael Christofides, who is the president, owner, and chief bottle washer, right? The Pretty head, much. The head guy at Granite Inspection Group. And um, you're a radon consultant. Yes, I am. Now, how big a problem is radon in the Hudson Valley? We've all heard anecdotal stories about, oh, radon's bad, it causes cancer, it's in the basement. We all remember our high school chemistry that radon is the sixth Well, some gas, of us, some of us remember right? that. <laughs> and it's radioactive and bad. But beyond that, why is this an issue and why should people be concerned? Great question. Um, let's start with some basic, uh, basic sources. If you go to New York State Department of Health's website, there's an actually a great map of the entire state of New York. Uh-huh. And it actually breaks it down by county and by city zip codes. So if you want to know what's more prevalent in your neighborhood or your township, there's some great information to start with. If you actually look at the map, you're going to see from central New York all the way across a big red band. Dutchess County, the whole entire Hudson Valley is part of that red band, or what we call the EPA Zone 1 or the hot zone because of geological formations. Oh, is that what what causes radon? Great question. Um, All rock has uranium. We are living on Mother Earth, which is one giant uranium rock. As uranium breaks down, as our science friend here just brought up about the noble gases. I know. Um, it's actually, like bringing in a ringer here. Yeah, I know. I'm being set up. But that's all right. I think we'll pass for ACE <laughs> Just today. caution Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Kruger, PhD as, in physics yeah. or whatever So if it is. I step out of line, Dave, correct yeah. me here. As <laughs> uranium breaks down, one of the many things it produces is radon gas. Uh, the reason why it's a mm. concern is because it's one of the few gases that actually has some sort of life expectancy on the surface that enters your building. 
uh, has almost a four-day half-cycle life. So it enters your building. So that means that it doesn't have to be generated from your basement. Correct. Um, the soil composition, the type of construction you have, the building materials. So concrete. if you're in a condo on the fourth floor, you could have radon? Um, could. Normally, third floor and down is where we have more of a concern. Uh-huh. However, depending on the type of structure, especially a commercial building, mm-hmm. um, you get into some sciences dealing with the stack effect. It could transfer and communicate up to higher levels. But mm-hmm. normally, residential buildings, third floor and down is where we try to put up most of our focus. Well, what so, about people that have stone foundations? Absolutely. Um, any kind of stone will have some like sort of... Like my house. Yeah, fuel stone found at farmhouses. Yeah, um, I have a um, hundred and ten year old farmhouse. Old uh, farmhouses with uh, fuel stone fireplaces. Mm-hmm. Oh, Those boy. all could be sources. Um, you might have heard a story a few years back about people's granite countertops being removed because of the high levels of really? no way. Um, however, um, when I get that kind of phone call. I don't like to test the stone itself. It's more of a broadband approach first. Sure. Let's see what's in the building first. Gotcha. If the test comes back relatively low or it's acceptable limits, then um, I'm not too concerned about the building materials. So myth number one is don't think of radon as only a basement problem. In other words, if you have a basement or you don't have a basement or you never go in your basement, you shouldn't think I'm safe from radon. Great, great question. Um, I like to use that as mm. one of my myth busters. So mm-hmm. one of the things you might hear people say to me all the time, Mike, I live on a slab. I can't have radon. Not true. Some of the highest levels ever reported in the state of New York are all on slab construction. Wow. And if you think about the logic behind that, the number one reason why it's a slab is probably because you're sitting on a rock ledge. The right. cost of dynamite, chisel it out. Right. So you're really sitting on top of probably one of the yep. biggest sources of why you could have a concern. And so many houses in Dutchess especially are built on this shale or this nice rock oh, yeah. that's all shattered. And, and you nailed and it with n- nice. And nice is one of the primary, or horns blend. Mm-hmm. That's another highly um, uh, productive uh, radioactive source. Well, where I live, right over the border in Connecticut, northwest corner of Connecticut, there's all, it, that's such an issue. I mean, there is a town called Lime Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so so what are the various laws in the various um, communities in terms of radon? I mean, do you have to have a radon test to sell a house? or It varies by county, by state. What are the laws? Great question. Um, across the United States, it varies, obviously, by jurisdiction, states, and local codes. However, in New York State right now, there is no law mandating radon testing. However, a lot of the more uh, better builders, contractors, mm-hmm. architects, things like that, um, are taking a more proactive approach incorporating in their building designs, knowing that this is coming down the pipeline. Mm. There is legislation out there uh, pending final approval to make it mandatory. Um, If you're talking about a real estate transaction, that might vary a little bit. Um, FHA, VA loans, they tend to have a little bit of teeth in their contracts, so Mm. you may not be thinking about it. You might be cost-sensitive and frugal to avoid certain types of tests, but they're going to mandate that test because they're really backing the line. Well, in New York State, the, the, the inspection, which the radon testing is part of, Separate from the appraisal, and I'm I'm getting I'm going to get technical now because I'm a lender and I do residential mortgages. So, in New York State, it is a buyer beware. You are not required to have an inspection or a radon test, Correct. but. You're, to me, it's foolishness if you don't. Can you I, insist I, on one if you're a buyer? Certain programs, um, f- as a lender, y- you you and uh, you would need the inspection report as required. But not every single program mm. with every single lender out there is that way. Um, like Michael said, it it can uh, vary from municipality to municipality. Now in Connecticut, is it required? Um, again, back to. Back to it's state to state. Mm-hmm. It can be for different programs and things like that. And when it comes to buying a 
home, too. you brought up a good point. The inspection part is obviously the one thing they definitely want to have, but where everybody wants to, they want to save, skim, like, they save on the environmental side, and that's really money, the side they really shouldn't it, be it's, saving on. It's it's money well spent, or it's pound wise and penny foolish, because then you don't know. Then you're in a house and you have no idea or whatever. Something you did bring up. Um, Uh, before we went on the air was that you should have your house retested for radon. Why is that, Mike? Great question. Probably the most predominant reason why people get a house tested is at the time of a real estate transaction. They've never been a homeowner before, so now they're starting to learn some of the things they need to take on going forward as a homeowner. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably where the first choice comes. After that, you're supposed to retest every other year. Radon can and will change. Hmm. Um, Some of the primary reasons why it will change is People want to modify their homes. Better windows, better doors, energy concerns. Anytime you tighten up the house, you're changing pressure differentials in the building. Um, I put some pumps in. Anytime you might create a source, that could be another reason. And then sometimes we forget about the obvious seismic activity. And that mm-hmm. comes two ways. Mm-hmm. Natural. If you remember two, three years ago, we had two earthquakes come up the north and south uh, uh, coastlines from Virginia, from Canada, and back down again. And then whenever you do something to the building or chisel rock, um, there's a lot of quarries in the area. We've all heard the 12 o'clock whistle blow, so to speak, and the vibration and the china counter rattling away. And that's a time to retest because anytime the earth soil moves, it will fracture and or change fissures and openings to make the gas either more predominant or less predominant. So or- y- you just, so that's the source. Sorry, Dave. That's but right. you were talking about making modifications. When you first said that, I thought you meant like doing blowing out a west wing, doing a big addition. But you're just talking about changing, upgrading windows or doors. Absolutely. Because anytime you change the air filtration in the building, you create dilution or concentration. Oh, my goodness. Anytime you try to improve the energy efficiency of your home, which is what we all want to do. Of um, course. You're going to impact the radon. Um, How about local construction system. if someone's building near your home? I mean, that Great vibration question. could... Absolutely. Um, there, there are a number of developers in the area that, um, because of smaller townhouses and condos going in, little huh. small areas, that uh, my phone's ringing off the hook because they asked me to retest because they noticed the china cabinet rattling. And then maybe two, three years ago, they tested it. It was fine. It is no longer fine. Now they have elevated levels, and it's time to take corrective actions. So if you um, – is it a good idea, like in the summertime – when is the time to test for radon? Say, you know, it's summer or beautiful spring, and you have, you know, your basement door, your egress for outside open because you're gardening and all your windows open and la, la, la. Is that a good time to test for radon, or is that going to sweep the gas out? Well, there's some myth busters in there, so let me just take a step back. Yep. January is National Radon Testing Month, ah, and we chose perfect. January for one reason only, which you just referred to. It's the time you spend the most time indoors, but most likely to keep what we call defensible testing conditions. You're not going to have the windows and doors open in the middle of January with a foot of snow on the ground. Of and, course not. Right. So we want to try to duplicate the best possible test conditions we can, mm-hmm. and January has been designated test condition month for that. You know, we didn't really get into the details of what radon causes, what problems it causes medically. Could you go through that quickly? Sure. Um, Radon in air um, is usually... what we call the number one cause of lung cancer at non-smokers. There we go. The number one cause of lung cancer is tobacco. So if you are a smoker and you have elevated radon levels in your home, we jokingly call it the one-two punch. If you're a non-smoker... And then you have radon in your homes at elevated levels, and that is your public enemy number one. Very interesting. When it comes oh to radon goodness. and water, though, that's linked to various intestinal and stomach 
problems. Uh, cancers. So it right. can mm-hmm. even travel into your body through water, not just through the air. So Absolutely. wells. Well water, correct. So that's why when you do an inspection, you also have the water tested when you're getting all the mechanicals tested. Okay. Well, this is fascinating. We are going to take our break so we can recognize our sponsors, but we will be right back. And, and let's touch on remedies. How do we get rid of radon? Well, and some of the details of testing. I wanted to get into that absolutely. in the second break. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, Mr. Physics Man over there. Dave Kruger, I'm Sarah O'Connell, and Dave is our co-host today, um, sitting in pitch hitting for Jonah, who's we have no idea. Um, but I'm sure he would want me to um, recognize our sponsors, which is which are JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs, and Salisbury and Riverside Banks, your regional banks for personal business and wealth management needs. Jonah and Dave and Jay and Kathy, our Radio Rotary team, would like for me to remind our listeners that you can hear Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast and on iTunes at RadioRotary.org. We'd also like to thank our featured Rotary clubs today of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington. That's right, Pleasant Valley, go! Um, For sponsoring and keeping us on the airways. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after these messages. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and investment services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, including Riverside Bank with division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal and business needs. Check them out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I want to welcome our loyal listeners back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by David Kruger. Glad to be back. So I wanted to say hi to our lovely Sarah, since Jonah's not here. Yes, you are pitch-hitting for Jonah, the MIA person that he is. Didn't didn't report or ask my permission to go and be wherever he is, but maybe we'll forgive him. You That's a crime against GPS. the crown. Come That's on. Right. Right. Yeah, put that chip in him. Just kidding. <laughs> We're delighted to have you here, Dave. You are a um, Pleasant Valley Rotarian as well. Yes, ma'am. And you're very knowledgeable about the topic that we're speaking of because you're a physicist. Uh, You know your way around chemicals and science and things like that. And we're talking to 
fellow uh, Pleasant Valley resident, Michael Christofides, and he is the president, founder, and the guy who knows everything of Granite Inspection Group, and they specialize in radon. And we had a wonderful chat the first half of the show. We want to continue now. So, Michael, why don't we talk about testing in general? How is testing done, and what's a good test, and what might be a waste of people's time and money? Great question. So um, when it comes to testing, some basic protocols we all have to understand. The first is no test can be done in less than 48 hours. Every test uh-huh. needs a minimally 48 hours to get a good, solid history to understand what may or may not be going on in your So building. this is not like your smoke detector? It's not like your smoke detector. It's not like I've heard stories of people showing up with their smartphone and their laptop, and an hour later they say, yep, you're good to go or you have an issue. You really need 48 hours. And that's to also taking consideration building diagnostics, weather concerns on the outside, rain, snow, ice, wind, all those things may or could have an impact. So this is why, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a hobby. It is is a profession, and I know that there are kits out there that you can buy at hardware stores, etc. And um, Michael, tell us why that's not such a good idea. Great question. So uh, everybody's cost sensitive, and I appreciate that as well as the next person. However, you don't know what you're really getting into after you get it all. Some of those kits are not recognized EPA testing devices. They're not Board of Health approved. The documentation you get at the end of the day might actually say you can't use this test if this is performed in certain jurisdictions. So buyer beware. Just because it's on the shelf doesn't make it acceptable. So how do you test for radon? What exactly do you do? Uh, well, because we are a New York State Board of Health li- uh, licensed laboratory, you can go through the website and find other uh, licensed professionals in the area to come do the testing. Because we're a laboratory, we get to use a very special piece of device. It's actually a continuous monitor. And what that does is measures the amount of radon gas in the air every single hour. You get all that data. And it's not just your basement, which we learned in the first segment, that radon is not basement specific. It can be in the air in your house, and it can be in structures that are built on slats. And in the water. Right. And also, yes, in, if you're well, if it's a well water, right? It right. Can be in so the here's water another system. great myth buster. Um, it's not about finished space; it's about lowest occupiable space. So just because say that again, what it's is that not mean? about finished space; okay. it's about lowest occupiable space. And the legal definition that we all got years ago was: you ever see a prison cell? Well, not me personally, but I've seen it on TV. Okay, we'll right? take your word for it. Thank you. Wink, wink. It's four block walls. Uh-huh. It doesn't have that sheetrock. It doesn't have to have heat. If it's a place that someone can go and hang out, play cards, do laundry, arts and crafts, their laundry, a makeshift weight room, then that's where you test. We're looking for worst case scenario. Okay. So you come into a house and you're going to do the radon inspection. Walk us through that. Uh, uh, the first thing you have to do is an on-site evaluation. See what type of building materials are in the building as well as mechanical devices. I need to secure closed house conditions. I will walk around to make sure every single window and door is closed, give a nice big placard to let people know of some do's and don'ts in the building during the test. A great example is fireplaces this time of year. I have to make sure the flu damper is closed. That could impact your test results, either skew it favorably or unfavorably. Then I deploy the test. Always the lowest level of space, not the bedroom, not the living room, the basement. If you don't have a basement and it's a slab, then... Usually the more occupiable room, like a living room, is where we're going to put it. And what okay. is the test And what equipment? is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the type of test equipment we use is about the size of a shoebox. Okay. Right? It gets plugged in, and that's why it's continuous monitor. It measures every hour. And resets. for how long? Minimally 48 hours. Longer doesn't hurt it, so let me 
break out another little myth buster. Oh, my radon failed because grandma passed on. No one's been living in the house for the last year. The house has been sealed. If you know anything about radioactive decay, it does not accumulate. Which Dr. Kruger does. That's why I <laughs> winked over at him because he was about to test yeah, me Yeah, look on that, that way because so I'm not has, asking any, the next question. So that's it has a half-life sure. and it decays, and the, but right. you've got to watch okay. for new sources. Right. So if you look at the testing reports that we supply, people always ask, well, Mike, why do I see a bunch of numbers in the lower range and I see a bunch of numbers in a higher range? We jokingly call it the breathing pattern of the building. Hmm. So when you see okay. the radon level is the highest is when the building took a deep breath. <laughs> Okay. And inhaled. And inhaled, exactly, because we're dealing with stack uh, effects as well as uh, pressure differentials. And we see at the lowest is when it starts to decay off before the next rise or run of introduction of new radon gas. Okay. So could you have a negative in the summertime when all the doors and windows are open and the cellar door is open and then have a positive in January? Great question. Um, windows could impact the test. I can show you lots of testing data where when we went and retested because yep. someone did the previous test and it failed, um, because I made sure close house conditions were acceptable, it passed. Interesting. The homeowner or somebody said, well, that's because it had all the windows open the first test. So, so you didn't help the problem. We confuse dilution and ventilation when you don't have a control environment. environment it it's more about in c- controlling the environment. Exactly. Then. So you did mention in the last segment, how often should you have your... Um, residents tested. So if you never test it, I highly encourage you to have a test done. If you haven't tested in the last two years, it's time to retest. If you've done any kind of modifications to your building, um, maybe some seismic activity because people put in-ground pools and things like that, it's mm-hmm. time to test. If you have a radon mitigation system... Well, go, go, go back to modification. Sure. That's a major modification. Yeah. How, on a scale of, give us a, 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 not, a not major. If you're talking about modern. cosmetic stuff, the paint, the floors, things like that, that's really not an issue. Okay. Something that's going to change the interior, exterior, windows and doors, heating systems, right? Um, siding, not so much. Um, depends if you're doing uh, more insulating value, air sealing techniques, mm-hmm. because everyone wants to be more energy star related and stuff like that. Um, anything you think is going to impact airflow in a building. Um, I'll give you a great example. Um, Wolf, all due respect to Wolf and Viking, gourmet stoves. Love yeah. them. Those are some really serious CFM fans they have. Oh, okay. I can show you lots of houses through building diagnostics that yes. all we did was ask them to modify the fan to a lower CFM, and the radon problem went away. Okay. And so what, that's more of a holistic approach about resolving the problem versus mm, adding mechanical mm, assistance. Mm, mm, mm. So, so two more questions. What does a typical test cost? Because we know people are cost sensitive. And what uh, – can people do if they do have radon? And then finally, we need to give them your contact information. That's right. Well, let's start out with the contact information. Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead with that. How and do we'll people get in touch it. with you, Michael? Uh, well, if you want, you can call me on my phone. It's 845-635-2552. Or if you like, you can email me at michael at com. And all the information we've been talking about today, you can find that and then some more at hudsonvalleyradon.com. And just a, a note to the public, you are licensed by the state of New York. Yes. And you've we, got a bunch of credentials. Yeah, I, uh, I have a, a lot. lot of radioactive background, for lack uh-huh. of better words. Uh-huh. I've been told I have a glowing personality. Uh-huh. That was a bad job. Ba-dum, bump. Okay, so back to um, Dave asked, how, how do you remedy it? What do you do? Oh, I wanted it? to get the cost in, too, because oh, co- people are worried yes. about that. Very okay. important. So there are various type of test kits you can get at the local Home Depot and Lowe's, and nothing against them. We call them a litmus test, and they're relatively inexpensive. But to get a board-certified license, New York State uh, Board of Health. And an uh, accurate one. Accurate. 
factor of imprecision is all we want. Um, that's $150 for the test. Very reasonable for something yeah. that that's takes it? two days. That's it. That's $150. Wow. I pick it up. I deploy it. I implement it. I guarantee the results. I have to prove it out. You get all the data. And you've got all the data. Okay, so then let's say we have a bad uh, bad situation. What do you do? How do you get rid of it? Uh, well, based on the data, that's going to give us some indication. So if there's something you can do with your building from a self-correction point of view, almost holistically, then I'm going to give you some guys that try to do that first and then maybe avoid an installation of a radon mitigation system. Um, what is a radon mitigation system? Great question. Basically, all that does is we're going to reroute that gas from underneath your slab to the outside. You became the dam somehow. The gas wants to get out. So if I can use a quick analogy, if I was to push on Dave's stomach, one or two things are going to happen. He's going to belch or he's going to pass wind. But (laughs) air is coming out. That's exactly what the house is doing on the soil. Okay. Typical base system starts around $1,200 and goes up from there, depending on the aesthetics and how big the building and stuff like that is. Okay. Okay. And we can't emphasize enough that if you do any type of modification to your structure, your residence, including upgrading windows, insulation, installing a commercial stove. Or construction nearby. Construction and in construction down the street. Um, you should have your house retested. And again, we're speaking with um, Michael um, from Granite Inspection Group, which they are radon consultants and they do testing and remediation or they help with remediation. They're guaranteed. They're licensed by the state of New York. And the number is again, Michael? 845-635-2552. And they also have a website and you're uh, connected with the state of New York, the environmental things, on and on and on. You'll probably find you on the web. Absolutely. Easily. So in the two seconds we have left, what is the thing that is the most important about knowledge of radiation? That it is the second leading cause of lung cancer and 55% of all the radiation you will be exposed will come from your own home. So why not take action? And why not take action and get your house retested regularly? This has been fascinating. Very interesting. Dave, did you get all your quest scientific questions it. answered? Okay. Did you feel um, superior to me? I hope you did because you certainly were. <laughs> Uh, I'd say, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Let's you won't get about, in trouble. I was going to try to make a joke about Half Life, but you're, I you're the anymore. you're the substitute guy, anyway. so there's no repercussions here. <laughs> It was no. great talk. Great Actually, discussion. thank you again, Dave, Very for happy to be um, here. being here and sitting in for Jonah. And thank you for um, to our listeners for tuning in and for our entire Radio Rotary team. Uh, Dave in particular, Kathy Kruger, our producer, and Jay Verzi, the wizard of the buttons. Thank you and inviting you to listen to our edition next week. We want to also recognize our sponsors, JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs, and Salisbury and Riverside Banks, your regional banks. And thank you again to our featured Rotary Clubs of Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, Wappingers, and Warwick Valley. Go Rotary. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.